Hello there. And welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast that brings you news and views from a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Mark, and in a second I'm going to bring on my co-host, the one, the only, Harry with a G, the one and only Gary. But I'm going to leave him for one second to tell you about what it is we're going to be talking about today. We've got two stories featuring Natalie Portman, aka one story that the websites are split up into two. So they get more click juice. We love it. So two Natalie Portmans. We've got the 10 best Star Wars books. We've also got a little bit of Daisy Ridley. We've got a bit of Hot Toys and we've got a bit of TV news. Plus a little bit of Batman news. You might be thinking, Mark, this is not a Batman show. And I'm thinking, whoever said that, how are you in here? How can I hear you? But you are right. It's not a Batman show, but it's related, of course, to Star Wars. If you enjoy the show, like many of our fans do, you can listen in your podcast app of choice. And if you want to get involved, you can join our bit of a fan zone. Like our good friend Kevin over at sparkofrebellion.com slash support. Now, without further ado, this podcast wouldn't be this podcast uh, without two amazingly hilarious voices. Uh, unfortunately, we struggle to find another one that is hilarious. So we make do with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gary Aylert. Hello. I you do got some try. New glasses. I do try. Uh, are they new glasses? You got you, you no? no, no. Are they not? You just don't look at me enough anymore. You're not paying notice. attention. Not that's why we're splitting up. That's it, mate. Dave down the gym. He's attentive. He looks after me. Not only does he spot me, but he asks me how I am. Fine. Go out with Dave then. See if I care. It's not just taking just thirty seconds, mate. That's all it takes. If that, just to acknowledge and appreciate mm. and. And be attentive. Yeah. Mm, mm. You look nice. Isn't Schindler's List a beautiful film? Isn't, yeah. So uh, some people think a <laughs> strong man can't be sensitive. But I'm kind, so. considerate. <laughs> Have you been Star oh. Wars in this week, old Shagger? Have I been Star Have I been Star Wars in, mate? Have I bloody oh, hell? Oh, just a bit. Eh? Uh, nothing. Right, no Star Wars at all. Really? Yeah, I've done. That was same last week. Well, was la- bullshit. Well, last week I dived into a bit of Lego Star Wars. You know, the recent-ish one. Because I, I don't think I played it enough previously. To um, I got a bit pissed off with it, mate. If I'm honest with you, and I figured out what it was because I got about another hour past the previous runtime that I that I shoved into it, and I think it just feels too claustrophobic to me. Like the camera angles really tight and. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. So I'm on the hunt for a version, you know, the old one, you know, the old Lego Star Wars. It's like, I think it's just called The Complete Saga, which has got all six films. And then I'm going to pick up that and the the additional one they did, which, which was The Clone Wars, which was really good, actually. So I might just hunt those down, play those and just leave this one, mate. Just can't, can't get into it. So because of that, no Star Warsy stuff this week. Not vibing it. Oh, that's fair enough. I've not done much either. All I've done is read the old Darth Bane book, just getting through the path of destruction, which is very good. Cool. Interesting book. Yeah, cool. been a quite a quiet week with that one. I do fancy watching a bit of Star Wars soon. I think I might be in my annual phase of watching Solo. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I might smash that out. Hmm. Yeah. Gets a little bit more appreciative and underrated every time you watch that. Yeah. I do anyway. It's like you pick up little things that... 
especially as the universe grows as well you know like if you were what if you were to watch it every month you know you'd be like oh okay i've seen this but if you leave it a year like you know a lot happens in star wars in a year so yeah. um you know we get the world. told we're going to get like 50 new films and then all of them get cancelled <laughs> yeah stuff but sort of narratively and the universe grows a little bit and is as you'd expect with new stories and books and whatever so mm. when you come around to watching those things it's like oh yeah yeah i've heard a little bit more about that planet or about that thing so i read you man yeah i don't mind solo at all quite a fan of it yeah it's a funny one isn't it like you said it gets better it gets better every time and it's not i think it's just like it's like it exists for no reason but like when i first saw it i'm like why is that why have they done this like what's the point <laughs> <For> no reason <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. what's what's the point like did we did we really need this story but the more you watch you realize it's not it's about han solo but it's sort of not it's more about like the general crime landscape do you know what i mean and like yeah. the Crimson vacuum Dawn. and the the yeah. sort of the fact the empire is ignoring the fucking criminal underbelly just to be just to be the empire just to be empirical and it's like yeah i don't know if you sort of get off your high horse a bit and you're like well this guy's not trying to be harrison ford but he sort of is and it's good and it's fine and that is woody harrelson so just get over that part it's actually decent it's actually mm. decent um yeah would you have liked to have seen some of the other ones so when disney first bought lucasfilm they mm. announced that their initial plan was to do a film every year and then offset that. So one year it would be a Skywalker mm. saga film. And then the following year it would be a spin-off. And it would be like a prequel or something. And they were going to do Yoda. Um, they did Han Solo. They were going to do who else? I think Obi-Wan. they were going to do a, Obi-Wan. That's it. Like a proper film. Boba and someone Fett. else as well. Yeah. I think about six or seven of them they were going to do. Would you have liked mm-hmm. to have seen those? Or are you like, mm, we didn't? we didn't. Because you just said that it's a pointless one, really. So. Well, the no. Han Solo one for me was like, it was... There were a couple of things that I was a bit annoyed about initially because it was just like, how'd you get your name? Oh, wait a minute, that's not your real name. And it's just like, oh, you're on your own. You know, and that, and that was shit. <laughs> but then it was like the big deal of the Kessel run. And it was like, mm. he cheated. And I mm. sort of get it because it's in his character to cheat and be a scoundrel. But then I was like, ah, it's sort of less impressive because of that. So I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if it's because it was Solo and it, it was, I love Han Solo and I love Harrison Ford and I love the characterization of it, but he is the least interesting, isn't it? He's the least interesting of like those main trilogy characters. And it, mm. yeah. so like to have mm. a Yoda one, you would be able to set that somewhere else. You, you, you could set a Boba Fett one way over there. The Obi-Wan story, we knew, we knew where we wanted to see that one and everyone was just interested in that story. Um, so yeah, I would have liked to have seen them. However, with a little caveat personally, I don't know how you feel about this, probably not from that era of Star Wars. You know, Rogue One was good, but I think, it, honestly, I think it suffers on rewatches because it's not that it gets any worse. It's just, you know the story. So I've seen it and I don't necessarily need to rewatch it. Like that's an every three year film for me. Um, so I'm just, hmm. I, I'm just like, am I happy that they didn't do them with the potential that now Falone is in place, they might do them. I'd rather we lived in this scenario than having had them and been a bit like, oh, that was, you know, that was a bit, bit yeah, shaky. That's a good so point. So I don't know, man. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, no, that's a, you've nailed it there, dude. I think, yeah, back in the day, if we would have, if they'd have pushed forward with them, knowing what we know now about the sequel trilogy and how they handled the story with that stuff, not that it would be 
um, from that specific little pocket of time. But still, you know, just the the way that they made those films, it just didn't really land with a lot of things. So having having the those prequel films be an offshoot because it would have been a similar production team and and all that stuff. It just wouldn't have landed. So yeah, you're right now that Filoni's on board and mm-hmm. he's overseeing all that stuff. They have the potential now to be done quote unquote properly, <laughs> if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm with you, dude. Well, speaking of uh, connecting stories and speaking of Filoni and so on, we know we've got a lot more to come. He's barely got started. There's not actually been that much that's been announced that we, we know is actually coming. We've got the TV shows, which we'll get to later. Um, Skeleton Crew and the Acolyte. We've got Andor Season 2, potentially Ahsoka Season 2, Heir to the Empire movie. But there's not tons of stuff that is fully confirmed and that is coming down the wire pretty quickly. Um, we'll get, so we're going to start with um, a little bit of news on that one. So we've got... Um, Disney has confirmed it. I don't know how this is even a story um, because we, I think we all thought anyway that this was happening. We've not heard anything to the contrary. So we've had the, the writer strikes. We've had the sag after strikes. Um, that's all done. The actor strikes, the writer strikes, they're all finished. Disney came out this week and just a little skeleton crew uh, and the Acolyte, they are coming out in 2024. Now, I didn't think any different. I didn't think they were not coming out in 2024. I didn't, just as far as I remember pretty sure certainly skeleton crews finished filming pretty sure acolytes not far off um so nice to get a bit of confirmation dude um but you know i didn't i didn't think they weren't coming out did you i don't know did yeah we no yeah I mean, so we had this about a month ago i think where they said that skeleton crew was definitely coming it was just delayed and the same, I think it was the same with the Acolyte. So both of those things were meant to be, I'm sure one of them was meant to land this year. Definitely. And then they put it back. So now that they've, they've just, it's just a double up. I think they've just come out and said, yeah, yeah. What we told you the other day, still kind of true, but we just want to doubly make sure mm. that <laughs> everything's cool. So um, yeah, you've not missed anything, mate. It's just um, Disney film, uh, Lucasfilm being Lucasfilm or Disney. Being I suppose Disney, it's better whatever. than not hearing anything. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's no harm in this news, is there? And, and it must it must be said that this is part of a wide-ranging uh, release that covers a lot of original releases that they're going to be doing as well. It's not just like, here's a Star Wars release. So this is just thrown into the mix along with some other stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's not like it's... We're doing the Star Wars stuff, so that's, that's quite good. But um, the Daisy Ridley movie, um, the new Jedi Order movie, um, productionlist.com, which, according to JediNews.com, in turn, uh, monitors production updates uh, for the film and television industry. Alliance is saying that the Daisy Ridley Star Wars film is scheduled to start shooting in London on April the 7th, 2024. So this is a sequel to The Rise of Skywalker. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's written by Damon Lindelof. I'm not sure that I knew that because I thought he was bouncing. I thought he was off. Um mm. I'm still a bit ambivalent on this one and I, I'm sort of wondering, I mean, it's cool that it's starting to film, but I'm wondering like now Falone is in place. Like, is this going to connect some shit together? Do you know what I mean? Cause let's be honest, Anakin was screwed and Luke was screwed in that sequel trilogy. Like the Skywalker mm-hmm. saga, Luke was on an Island, did his thing. Cool. Anakin was just nowhere to be seen. And it was just, that was wild. Um, so, a couple of points I want to ask you on this one. Um, are you looking forward to this movie, and do you think Filoni will start to stir the pot a little bit on it? Question one, am I looking forward to it? 
what is looking forward, yeah? When I could show you a graph, people versus efficiency, yeah? But mm. I don't. I think you're not looking at the whole pie, yeah, vis-a-vis -vis yeah. my current stance on the... Uh, so they haven't they haven't done this thing yet, have they? Where they're talking about the title that we supposedly got. <laughs> we spoke about that a while ago. Oh, Christ almighty. What was that again? It was something shit, wasn't it? Like A new beginning. The, the no. uber obvious. No, not, no it can't be. Well, that was the leak, remember? That was the leak from two or three different sources across the across the chain of whispers. Oh, God, I hope it's not. Because it's like, and don't get me wrong, five-year-olds are hilarious <laughs> and brilliant. But that's what they come up with. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So am I looking forward to it? I think so. I'm just, a, I'm just an idiot, I think, where it concerns Star Wars, you know. As bad as things can be and as bad as things have got. I don't know. There's always that little, cheese as it might sound, there's always that little bit of hope, you know. Yeah, that, that I it's going to be good. Do you know what I mean? I don't just want to be one of these people that I'll, you know, I know people that have, I went through this in, in the prequel years where they've seen it and then that's it. Like Star Wars is dead to them. <laughs> like don't even talk about it. I don't want to see another Star Wars film. It's a little bit closed minded, I think. It's a bit, um, you know what the word, uh, reductive to think that way. So yeah, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm just still a little bit sour as you are from, from the Rise of Skywalker and that stuff. So we'll see what happens. And then the second thing, um, uh, what was your second question? Do you think Filoni will start to stir the pot, get involved? Stir the pot, yes, uh, absolutely. I think how can how can somebody be at that point uh, and at that position and not not want to get their fingers in the pie? Not being rude, pie is good. Yeah, and depending on the number of pies, you know, multiply by efficiency divided by people versus task. Got any more fingers? Then you're out of fingers, mate. You're starting mm. to use toes then, and that's not going to get you anywhere. That so, won't get anywhere. Uh, well, and you haven't even factored in the spoon yet, so you're Neesh. not stirring anything. But yeah, I think he will. I absolutely think he will because two reasons. Number one, like I said, his position in the company now. How could you not? How could he not just let that all go all go through without having a look? And secondly, um, he would absolutely be aware of fandom's view on on those films, especially the Rise of Skywalker. So he'll he'll want to make sure that it's all you know, as best as it can be. So, yeah. Do you think you will? Uh, yeah, I mean, what is it? I'm just looking up his official job title again. It's uh, Chief Creative Officer and Exec Vice President. So, like, man's got swear, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can. And I thank God. <laughs> like, thank God. I just, and I, and I just sort of, there's, I'm a bit like you, like, I sort of hope that like, he's, he tries to rectify some of the sequel shit where he's like, look, he, we understand, and he's got to do, because it's him. Like, we didn't get the Anakin stuff we needed, and we didn't get the Luke stuff we needed or wanted. And I know anyone whines about fan, you know, old fan service, but who else is going to pay for the fucking tickets? You know what I mean? So it's sort <laughs> of like, it's sort yeah. of like that's just a stupid argument, but the... <laughs> I, I, ju I just hope that he might go, right, here's a chance where we can respect everything, try to do what The Last Jedi did and sort of respect what came before, but take a little bit of a different direction, but do it in a way that I think probably someone only like Dave Filoni can probably do, which is where we understand 
what's come before and why people are really not happy about some of the the decisions. Um, the fact that Hayden Christian's back in the mix, the fact that, you know, Mark Hamill is always going to be in the mix. He's never, until he dies, he's not going to not be Luke Skywalker. They'll do, he'll do, he will always do something to be Luke, whether it's just his voice or whatever. Um, I just, I just don't see how everything they've done doesn't lead to them tinkering with this movie. And, 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 and when I say everything they've done, I don't just mean like, let's bring Luke back. Let's bring Anakin back. I mean, promoting Dave Filoni. I mean, you know, spinning out air to the empire. Um, I just don't see how they can, how he's not going to stir things up a little bit as part of his job. And it's, and think about it, the other side, like the sequels, Kathleen Kennedy got ripped for it, right? But he's chief, chief creative officer. If this is crap, like this is his, like he's taken on more risk now mm -hmm. having that job because, you know, that's the stuff that's like, that's like, Luke Donald winning the Ryder Cup and then taking the captaincy again in the US, you're like, oh, I admire you, but if you don't win, which which one are people going to remember, the win or the loss? Mm. You know, and it's a bit like that for Loney now. He's, he's sort of, is at that level. So, yeah, I don't see how we can not get involved, dude. Mm. Yeah, and I think, he's, I think he's up for that as well, you know. Mm. I do think he's up for that risk and, and doing that because... It's not like he. It's not like he's gone into it blind, right? It's not like he's gone into it and people have said, "By the way, there's a thing that comes with this job. You're probably going to get beaten up in the street <laughs> if this does pretty poorly." You know, for everything that goes mm. out now, now that you've got the job, because I, I bet Kath is just loving this as well because she's like, "Okay, now you can lay, you can get off my back for a while. <laughs> if this flops, go and have a word with him. All I've done is just sign the check." So going to have a word with old Filoni. So, uh, so yeah, there's more risk involved for sure. But I don't know. He strikes me as the sort of guy that just lives for it. Just mm. ever since um, George Lucas took him on to start doing the Clone Wars stuff, he's just threw himself into it and he's just lit. So I think he's up for it, dude. And uh, it will be interesting to see the, the shift in, in uh, tonally and how they handle the, the characters specifically in mm. this new film versus the sequel trilogy because they had a very um the the characters bar a few scenes it was almost paint by numbers with that stuff it was and it was also really especially the rise of skywalker that was like a speed run film oh wasn't it you, you just went through that a break yeah, there was no chance to breathe and 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 do anything so yeah and, and we've we've there's been episodes of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels that are slower paced mm. and, and, and felt more like you were you were buying into the characters more than the Rise of Skywalker. So there'll definitely be comparisons. There'll be millions of YouTube videos after this film comes out saying how mm. do these films compare to the now, although he's not directing anything like the Filoni, the Filoni-verse or whatever. But, um, but yeah, because of that, I think that's one of the things that's making me more excited about it because we've got him at the top of the tree. I don't want to put too much on it, but yeah, uh, it, there's absolutely no way he's not going to start getting involved. Yeah. For sure. I agree, dude. I agree. Uh, Natalie Portman is up for coming back. So she's doing uh, doing the old rounds. She's doing a little bit of uh, little bit of press uh, for May-December, which is uh, it's a new project she's got over on Netflix. Apparently, according to Variety.com, it's been all over this one. But... Uh, 
She's uh, She's been on Watch What Happens Live, which is, 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 has sort of given us a few little sound bites. And Andy Cohen, who's the host of Watch What Happens Live, just asked her to reflect on what it was like meeting the British royal family um, back during the premiere days of The Phantom Menace. And, uh, oh, Prince Charles back at the time. The king now. <laughs> Not Elvis. The actual king. <laughs> the real king. The real king, if there is one. If there's a real king, is indeed <laughs> having a bit of banter. Because he's known as being a pretty funny guy, uh, I've heard. Not met the guy. I'm sure he's lovely. He'd like me, I'm sure as well. But he's uh, he asked Natalie Portman on the bloody red carpet or wherever they met, were you in the original film? She's like, what? Chaz, <laughs> you old mook. Are you kidding? I was only bloody 18 years old, mate. Have a word with yourself. He so depending, he's a bit of banter, isn't it? But if you look around, some of the websites are like, oh, what a goon. And other ones are like, yeah, he was having a bit of banter. So clearly having banter. He's Prince Charles. He's a pretty funny guy. Do you think he was having he, banter? He didn't. He's, he's not that daft. He's a bloody king. Yeah. Um, that seemed remarkable that he'd asked that because... um, Bit of banter, mate. Well, yeah, it's a bit of bant, but unless he's one of these dudes that have just never seen, just, I wonder if he's got any props, any collectibles in the old Kensington or whatever, in the old palace. Oh, he's a secret fan. And he's like, oh, I can ask her some Star Wars questions. Oh, what's the best thing I can ask her? And he just loses it because he gets a bit starstruck. <laughs> Fanboys a little bit. So he asks a ridiculous random question. And she's like, you knobhead. He's like, are Look, you an angel? <laughs> oh, fucking hell, not this again. <laughs> we know how this ends. Slaughter the corgis in 25 years because you're kicking off. <laughs> Turn to the dark side. Turn to the dark side, yeah. There we go. It's weird, isn't it? It's um, The reason why I say it's weird is because whether you're a person of royal family or not, surely you're, you're aware of the... Of the um, of the cultural phenomenon that's that Star Wars and you would have certainly picked up on that like back in the seven like back in the seventies and eighties that was the thing. So then fast forward however many decades later and you're talking to someone who's um you know that young mm. and you ask her that question. So it seems it's you're right, it must be a bit of bant there. It must just be a bit of you know, he's either like passive aggressively insulting her looks saying that she looks older than she is or he's just you know bit of nervous bants i can't figure it out but old charles eh? old king uh king, king by name king of comedy by nature banter 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 you just know he's having it uh he'll be like once i told everyone to talk to plants <laughs> people still quote that banter <laughs> he loves it doesn't he, he loves a bit of banter bants yeah. But uh, same interview as reported by several outlets, including Comic Book News. Um, old Natalie Portman says, "Do you want to? You know, they said, do you want to go back and do a bit more Star Wars? You know, because Hayden's back and whatever, Ewan's back." And she said, "Yeah, I'd be up for it." Like, how was that a fucking surprise? You know, how, but you know, we all know there's a problem with that in that she's dead. <laughs> there's Padme. Is that any is anyone ever really dead, though? You know, well, because everyone everyone thought that Luke would never ever be back, even though he wasn't dead. Everyone thought he would never be back, and then he was dead, and then he came back anyway. Everyone thought we'd never ever see Hayden back for anything. Oof! Now look at and him; he's back. 
Yeah, doing everything. So, coin in it. Or any exactly, or any, and that's what I was going to say as well. I think with a lot of these, a lot of these people that were in Star Wars, whether their career is going well or not, post appearance in Star Wars, there's always that thing, isn't there, where you never know how good, how long it's going to last, how good it's going to be. So, if your career takes a bit of a downturn, you've always got Felony on the phone, like, listen, mate, not been anything for a little while. Mortgage is coming up. I don't want to have to sell that fourth house I've got. <laughs> is there anything coming up? Because I'd be open to Full it. Alone is like one word, two syllables. Yeah. Force ghost. <laughs> it's like, isn't that two words? Like, do you want this job or not? So, yeah. And it's and that's the thing, you know, with, with Lucasfilm and now Disney, it's, an, it's a paycheck and quite a, quite a reasonable one. Dollar, dollar bills. Dollar, dollar exactly. Bills. So, so that's it, mate. I think not just Natalie Portman. I think a lot of a lot of actors will say, "I'm open to," and then away you go. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's, and they always, you know, this always gets taken a little bit out of context. A little bit, a little bit of hyperbole starts to surface. But I mean, it, it, there's absolutely nothing on the cards. You know, she's gonna be open to it. Of course, she is. Um, and I think the Natalie Star Wars Portman fandom is returning as Padme oh, in the next Star Wars God, film. Even get me started on this. Stay tuned for more information from the leaks. Star Wars theory. And then I am Palpatine now. I do the voice that <laughs> often that I can't stop. No, thank you. I already have a tea, but I will take a biscuit. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Star Wars theory. I'd like to make a bank transfer. Voice ID failed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Unlimited transaction, and I sort of want him to call himself Star Wars Theory now, like not his own name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what is Just your name, man? Yeah. So, <laughs> right, the whole thing. What every time? Yeah. Right. Okay. Boop. Doctor Jones to see Star Wars Theory, room six, please. Power. As he's walking, every step, power, 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 power. So what can I do for you? Power. Get out. Anyway. It's, anyway, we digress hilariously. Digress. across. Sorry, dude. No, I'm up for it. You know me. The, yeah. I mean, she could come back in. There's probably no flashbacks that that's going to work in because she's a little bit older, Blair. She still looks fantastic like we do, but she is older. No doubt about that. Um, there could be like some sort of what if thing, some sort of, you know, dream secret. There's some sort of obvious stuff they could do, isn't there? Or they're just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But do you think this will ever happen? Let's do a bit of devil's advocate. Will Natalie Portman ever be in a Star Wars project on TV or the big screen ever again? I would say on TV, certainly. That's probably more likely. Okay. Yeah. Big film. The big screen, the silver screen. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't have thought so. I'll tell you who she could play. Yeah. I'll tell you who she yeah. could play. Oh, the right age for. Just play Leia. You just enjoy putting people's backs up. That you you know that there is one of our listeners who has now turned off. In a rage. Now they've not. They dropped the phone. Drop the phone. You seen the analytics this week, dude? Yeah, not good. Dropped a listener. Nah, not good. Drop the phone off a boat. But no, she could do. Get her in there. Yo, 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 but yo, that yo. Would, 
That would be weird though, right? You you look like your mum. Yeah. How do you know? Just like her. She's in pictures. <laughs> Have you? I've not. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could go south pretty quick, dude. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, 3PO and R2 would be like, <whistles> look like your mum for the first time <laughs> ever. Mm. R2 was wild. There was a story about R2, actually. I should... Uh, we should probably put in there over the next couple of weeks. Apparently it's like a mega droid from this dark droids comment, but we'll get to that another day. Um, so Natalie Portman, anyway, <laughs> I think maybe anyway. may on TV. Um, yeah. We're going to shift gear a little bit, uh, very mildly shift gear. So, you know, the old hot toys, they've been battering out hot toys things recently to do with Ahsoka. Um, so we got Hera, we got the old Thrawn, We've had a soaker herself, and they've all been absolutely stellar-looking hot toys. Like, they've just put the foot down, man, and they look badass, right? So, now we've got Captain Rex, as seen in the Ahsoka flashbacks, all right? So this is in the midst of the Clone Wars. Um, this is... Um, a real beauty of a piece of kit, actually. So you've got Phase 2 style armor, Revenge of the Sith style, and uh, Phase 1 style armor, which is the Attack of the Clones. So it's got like a bit more of a Mandalorian um, look to it, to the visor, with a Tamira Morrison head sculpt and just the battle-scarred armor. It, it, like You get the blasters, you get the hands, you get the uh, pedestal to put it on, you get the, the rifle, the assault rifle. Um, dude, this is another one that's absolutely badass. Like it just looks mint and it's weirdly, it's still available, uh, on hot toys, which is usually not the case. It's normally a, um, these normally sell out pretty quickly, but mate, these look fantastic. I think it looks excellent. Have you, uh, have you, you took a look at this one? Yeah. I hadn't seen this one until you posted it, um, for, for today's app and yeah, it, hot toys are like, Okay, we've 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 bankrupt quite a few people in the past, <laughs> but now now we're now we're on it. <laughs> we've got like a string of hits, just to bankrupt people even further. And I tell you what, dude, if they keep going, like I don't know, it's like there's definitely been a a switch that's gone off at Hot Toys or Sideshow, whatever, in the last I don't know eight months, seven mm. months, something like that. Um, like we've said in the last few weeks that we've always been a fan of the figures. They always look very good anyway. Um, but yeah, just the last few months, all the figures that they've announced have just been like bang on, like per like this one as well. They don't even have to worry about the um, the face sculpt mm -hmm. if, you, if you're not going with the um, Tamira Morrison head, if you've just got the helmet on. So it just, it, and the texture on this as well. Remember we were talking about earlier the skin texture on last week's episode mm -hmm. when we spoke about the Ahsoka figure. And the hero one, it's, um, they haven't stopped there. They, they've now got the texture absolutely bang on, on the armor as well. Like the battle scar stuff. Cause it used to be, um, it, it, it never felt quite, um, textured enough. Mm -hmm. It was always like, you could, you could kind of get what they were going with it. And it was just like a painterly effect to make it look like it was, um, uh, like scuffed up and, and all that stuff. But this looks like proper textured into the material. Yeah rather than just relying on like a 3D effect with the paint job and stuff. So 
Yeah, dude, it looks really, and I love the stand as well. There's a pose, mm-hmm. one of the pictures that they've put out. The stand is it's only it's very simple. It's just like a little bit of mud or or mm. sand or something, but you can position it so he's got one leg up on that, and then you know one leg off of it, and ah, oh, yeah, it's bang on. It's like someone's taken a picture from the film mm. or or the Clone Wars, and then it's just. 3D printed it somewhere. And the little effect as well with the little little five um uh you know, the little f- notches of fives mm-hmm. up his inner forearm. That's on there as well. So yeah, the attention detail is wicked. It looks I mint. love this figure, dude. It looks so good. The problem is, like, I really want the the Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Anakin from the Clone Wars. Um mm. I really, really want them. <laughs> and uh I've got the the Obi-Wan ones coming like I mentioned every fucking week, but they're coming like whenever. <laughs> So now, but now it's like, oh, damn it. If I get the Anakin and the Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars, I'm like, oh, Rex is like a really good option because it really looks, good. it does look so good, man. I, I mean, like I said last week, I probably wouldn't get Ahsoka. I probably wouldn't get Hera. Mm, probably not, th- maybe, th- no, probably not Thrawn, but this one is like a no-brainer. Like, it looks amazing. I'm not going to get it right now. I'm not going to pre-order the big dog one, but man, if I didn't have the Obi-Wan and the Vader slash Anakin, I would be on this. I would get this. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do any others to go with it as well. Who else would they do? Cody? Cody. Yeah. That'd be a good one as well. That's got the yellow, isn't it? Is that the yellow? Yeah, the orange, isn't the it, yellow? Cody, is it? Orange, sorry. Yeah. So there's a, there's a few that they could do. Um, And you're, t- yeah. And, and that's like a few hundred bucks each one. How much is this one? Is it the normal, like 200? 250, yeah. 250 something like that yeah it's amazing it does look very good yeah Love yeah it. it looks badass uh right okay yeah we're gonna get some toys just spend all the christmas money on it which is uh which is always good but what we always get for christmas as well is a bloody book or two that's right a bloody book or two now all it is eu.com entertainment weekly so for your hard cause uh they've put a little listicle together published yesterday december 7th as we record this on friday the 8th uh by one dalton ross and it is the 10 Best Star Wars books ever. Now, I clicked on this and I thought to myself, here we go. This is going to be shite. And honestly, Dalton's nailed it. I can't fault this list one (laughs) little bit. One little bit. Now, there's not any High Republic stuff in there. There's some books in there that arguably I'd maybe swap out, maybe one or two to get a couple more in. Maybe I'd switch some of the positions out. But I'm going to go through this top 10 list, all right? And then I'm going to ask you, would you have taken any out? Which ones would you have put in the place? And uh, how close is the order uh, for your liking? So the top 10, right? Number 10, which I am delighted to see, is Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, the one that we all read uh, by Delilah S. Dawson just a few months ago. Now, I was shocked to see this in there because it's such a new book. It's picked it up, so good. It's a brilliant, brilliant book. So that I was really, really pleased to see that. And then we've got number nine, Outbound Flight, Timothy Zahn, of course, uh, which is a badass book. The Han Solo Adventures Trilogy, which is the only book on this list that I've not read, or the the trilogy that I've not read. Um, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Interesting. Dark Disciple, of course, which is adapted from the the unused Clone Wars episode, which is brilliant, featuring Asajj Ventress and uh, Quinlan Vos. Kenobi, the classic by John Jackson Miller, uh, which came out just, a little bit similar to Darth Plagueis, just as Lucasfilm was bought by Disney. Um, we've got Bloodline by Claudia Gray, which we've said is is up there in our list as well. The Darth Bane Trilogy, Path of Destruction, Ruler 2 and Dynasty of Evil uh, by Drew Capuchin. 
Um, Darth Plagueis, the Lucino novel at number two. And, of course, how can it be anything else? The original Thrawn trilogy by uh, by Timothy Zahn. So, dude, I was pleasantly surprised by this list. I thought it was going to be, you know, like a, almost like a marketing list. Like, oh, there's some High Republic gear in there. Let's get that in there because it's fresh and it's new. This is a genuine list by someone that clearly genuinely knows the books. So I was really, really impressed by that one. And uh, personally, I've just not read the Han Solo trilogy. I, I don't know if I'd swap any out. Like, I'd maybe want Lost Stars in there, but that's a, another Claudia Gray. That's just a personal preference. What else is there in there that... Should Air to the Empire be number one? Is it winning just on the fact that it kick-started Legends? I don't know. But it's it's amazing, don't get me wrong. But is it... My, I don't know. So, I mean, you could argue the positions. Um, but yeah, dude, what do you think? What do you make of this list? Would you change anything? Um... Yeah, it's a great list. And the thing that's cool about it is, yeah, there's not any ridiculous ones in there that you think they're just pushing the affiliate links, you know? So that's cool. Um, but uh, I should have said, actually, when you asked me at the very beginning of the, sh- the episode, if I don't think Star Wars, I'm actually rereading that Rise of the Red Blade. Um, just because it's such a great story. Nice. Um, so I- I'm surprised that isn't a little bit higher, but there's a couple of things in here that I've not read, so I can't comment on those specifically. I've not read, like you, The Han Solo Adventures. So can't really comment on those. And I haven't read the Darth Bane trilogy. Is that the books that you're reading through at the moment? Is it those ones? Yeah, yeah. Path of Destruction right, cool. is the one that I'm on at the minute. Um, and it always shocks gotcha. me that Darth Bane starts his life known as Dez. Oh, Dez. Desi! Yep. How is Elaine? Yo. Half <laughs> Elaine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That sounds good. But um, I'm. there are two books that I'm very happy are on the list, and that is Darth Plagueis. And Kenobi. Yeah. Those, yeah, dude, those two books, man, it is such a shame that they're not considered canon anymore because um, you can tell, you absolutely tell that James Lucino and uh, and John Miller just, just nailed those characters from, um, not, not just a, not for just an enjoyable Star Wars read, but just really diving into the, their minds as well. Sort of getting into the into the mindset of those characters and everything that's going on around them. It, they're so so good books. It's just that all the other books on here that are canon, you know, post Disney buyout. They're all they are very good. Um, like Bloodline's really Bloodline good. is good. Yeah, really good book. Um, and obviously, uh, I'm, I'm not saying we don't need to devote any time to it, but we're not going to talk about Heir to the Empire. That's just a that's a default. Brilliant, you know, probably deservedly number one. It's all good. Um, uh, but the other ones, Master and Apprentice. I I personally would have swapped that around without Bound Flight, personally. Yeah. Um, just because it, it is a very good book, don't get me wrong. It's a great book. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know, Outbound Flight's got a bit more... I don't know. It, it feels like it's got a bit more... Um, gravitas mm, to the story a bit as more a whole. Meat. Yeah, a bit, a bit more meat on the bones. Yeah, Master and Apprentice is good, but it's just like an isolated little thing. But I don't know. We could, you know, argue that point yeah, for ages. But bits and bobs, isn't it? Yeah, but great list, dude. I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm surprised that they've got some older stuff on here. You'd have thought that, you know, a lot of these 
um, blogs and outlets, you know, they'll be pushing all the newer mm-hmm. stuff just because it's new. So yeah, good list, dude. Yeah, very pleasant mm-hmm. surprise. For me, I think it would be, it's only because I've not read the Han Solo trilogy and I've brought, it'll be on my list now to read, but like I would get, I know why it's not in there because Heir to the Empire is in, but I'd get one of the, the new Thrawn books in there, probably the middle one out of the first new canon trilogy, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and I'd get, mm. I just, it's difficult not to put Revenge of the Sith in from Matthew Stover for me. Oh, Because yeah. that is yeah. a beauty. Like that yeah. takes what is, to a lot of people, the best Star Wars film, certainly the people that are turned on more by the prequel era, um, and elevates it to, like, if only we'd got that level on film, like, holy crap, mm-hmm. that would have been badass. Um, so I think, uh, but but again, you're nitpicking, aren't you? You're nitpicking. It's it's little things. It's little things that because there's no bad book in that list. So yeah, very pleasantly surprised, like we said. Now we are going to wrap up with a little story, which is not about Star Wars. It's sort of about Star Wars. Um, but late last month, um, we had one Mr. Mark Hamill. He was a, he's been, actually he's done a number of cons recently. He was with uh, Ewan McGregor last week at a con, and uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Fan Expo in San Francisco. Um, Mark Hamill just basically said he's done with the Joker, which he's been voicing the Joker since, what, 1992? Um, the animated series has just landed on Netflix. I'm sure a lot of geeks like us are doing a big rewatch of that. And uh, to a lot of people, the quintessential Joker, certainly from a vocal perspective, you know, the the, the, the laugh is synonymous with the Joker and how he, the way that he's voiced that character throughout all the Arkham games and, and, and come back. He's always done it alongside Kevin Conroy, who is to most of us, the voice of Batman, the quintessential voice of Batman. Um, Kevin Conroy, as we know, sadly passed away last year. Was it this year? Um, Sadly passed away. And Hamill's just said, look, that's me done. There's no Joker without my Batman. And I get it, man. So it's Star Wars adjacent because we all love Mark Hamill. Uh, I just thought it was worth a little mention because we're both big Batman fans as well, especially the animated series. So yeah, sad day, dude. Sad day for for DC um, voiceover and, 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 and properties. Yeah, it's a sad one. Yeah, and um, yeah, we're massive fans of the like the animated series is up there as like the best thing. With like, certainly for me, my top three, probably my favourite animated show of all time. I think Defo. It's got such a yeah. I'm not going to go off a tangent on that. Would be all day, but it, to bring it back to Star Wars, though, I'm I'm kind of surprised because from from his point of view about um, Kevin Conroy not being around anymore. And that's the main drive of him not wanting to voice the Joker. You would have thought that because he hasn't showed any disdain to any of the content that he starred in as the Joker, you know, quite likes the stories and the games and stuff. You would have thought the opposite would be true for him with Star Wars, because when when, when he was making um, The Last Jedi, he was quite vocal, wasn't he? Yeah, it was myth that, that the character was just being, was just a stitch up, basically. It's like, come back and be Luke Skywalker. be brilliant, you know? And he's like, yeah, sweet. So I've been waiting for this day, yeah? Bring mm. it on. And then he finds out that he's just, his character's just been reduced to a, you know, all the things, yeah. right? So you would have thought that based on that, he would have been like, if this, I'm not doing any more Luke after this, mm. man. No way. So it's kind of weird that, yeah, he, he hasn't been a little bit more kind of, but then again, yeah, thinking about it, instantly thought about it, then Star Wars gave him his Yeah, break. Luke's like your first girlfriend, isn't it? Always a special place. Exactly. So, 
yeah so that's just undone what i've just said but you know what i mean though it's kind of like yeah it, bring it back to star wars a little bit you're su- i'm surprised that he's still very very pro luke skywalker and pro star wars in any interview that he does so but about the batman thing though can totally yeah. see why absolutely see why yeah, yeah. no I, I get it it's i mean they were i don't think i realized how much he did in terms of joke and voiceover until I was a little bit older, until I was maybe 17, 18, you know, sort of 98, 99. Um, and just had this newfound appreciation for Mark Hamill as, because as, you sort of, if you, if you were naive and didn't really know any better, you'd be like, he did Luke, but what else did he do? You know what I mean? Um, and and mm. I think just the, the power of Comroy's voice as well, like vocal performance is huge. You know, I remember when he was in Christ on Infinite Earths on the CW and it was like, Shocking episode, but holy fuck, that's meant Kevin Conroy. <laughs> um, you know, so it was, yeah, it, it almost gave me that new level of respect as well because it, it was just, it was a happy accident that I discovered it was Mark Hamill when I was like 17, 18. So I was like, oh shit, that's meant, that's Luke. Um, mm. yeah, you just forget, uh, don't you? you? Yeah. And um, yeah, a fun little side note. Years ago, I wanted to do a podcast about Batman, the animated series, and just Batman all the animated stuff mm. in general. And I registered the Twitter name, just Batman Animated. Ooh. And dude, the amount of stuff that I get, like literally every time there's a anything to do with Batman Animated, people just use that because they no think it's way. the official, like, you know, the animated thing. So yeah, I had that set up. I was going to do a podcast years ago, but oh, I'd love to have done that. But yeah, so I'm not going to say Mark Hamill's tweeted that account. I'm not going to cool, say man. if he has. Yes, I'm no. looking at it now. Yeah. yeah, 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 this is cool. We should do a nerd podcast show yeah. about it. I'd be well up for that. I bloody love Batman. Should uh, should do a retro review. What should do do like the reviews as the watch mm. through? Well, that's what they're doing on small, Lovely. isn't it? We should get, you know, I'll give Paul Dini a ring. Yeah. Paul. Paul. Beans. How is Elaine? Yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Let's <laughs> stick a pin in this for episode 202. Always a good crack to chat and shoot the breeze about Star Wars and do impressions of YouTubers that we respect and some that we don't. No, and I'm going to leave it up to you, the ever-present listener, to guess which one we did today. It is, of course, always fun to do this. We'll see you next week. If you want to become part of our Sparkle Rebellion little mini fan club, you can join our good friend Kevin and many others over at sparklerebellion.com support. We'll be back next week with... A little bit of banter, a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of probably a lot of The Office quotes. We are going to be recording next week and it will be the last episode before our Christmas break because Christmas is fun, yeah? So have some and that's what we'll be doing. So until next week, always a pleasure. Gazla, cheers, ears, Sidi. Indeed, yes, we're off for a couple of weeks after that. We'll be back on... I think we said we're back on the 5th, didn't we? 5th of Jan. Yeah. So a nice little crimbo break. And it gives you lot a bit of a rest as well. Your ear rolls get a bit of a, oh God, these two. Yeah. Going on. Banging on. So get a bit of a break from that. So thank you very much for listening, as always, as Mark said. And thank you to our supporters. We love you guys. We'll see you uh, next time. Until then, may the force be with you always. <laughs>